This video is sponsored by Jerry's Artorama. Jerry's Artorama Online has been serving artists for over 50 years, providing only the best quality art supplies. Jerry's Artorama has premier lines that sell all over the world and are used by millions of artists and professionals worldwide for amazing results. In addition to over 65,000 fine art supplies, choose from over 4,000 free art lessons, oil painting, drawing, acrylics, watercolors, mixed media, and the largest selection of new supplies professionally evaluated and created by artists for artists. Jerry's Artorama has been empowering artists since 1968. We provide reliability, better art supplies, great prices, and exceptional service. The quality of your art matters to us. Hello, everybody. Today, we are doing a studio hangout for artists. If you would like to grow as an artist and you can't afford an art class, we've got everything you need here at ArtProf, critiques, tutorials, and professional development. Well, Alex got a little bit of a start <laughs> on the painting today. Can you tell us, Alex, who are we painting? Because I did not know when you showed me the reference photo who this was. Uh, so this is Gerard Way, the lead singer from My Chemical Romance in the music video, I'm Not Okay. And <laughs> it all came from my partner, M. we were talking and she was like, I've never really listened to My Chemical Romance. I was always more Fallout Boy. And so I was like, oh, we've got to. So I just dove back into high school Alex for like a day. And so now wow. I just have to get it out of my system. I, you know what? People like Fallout Boy, unpopular opinion. I think Fallout Boy sucks. Never I'm got with it. you on that one, honestly. Okay, cool. I saw Go a meme where it was like, Fallout Boy sounds like my doctor's handwriting looks. <laughs> I don't even know what okay, that means. I don't even I know. know. <laughs> Who is Fallout Boy? What are you talking about? Fallout Boy is the one of like one night and one more time. Thanks for the memories, oh. even if they weren't so sweet. Oh. Sweeter. So don't awful. Don't even. <laughs> now it's gonna be stuck in my head. It's part of my past I want to leave behind. I liked <laughs> AFI. AFI was so much better. AFI so much was more hardcore. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> this is all <laughs> a whole other generation this I was like not a part of. The 2000s. The 2000s. Uh, uh, what would you call it? Scene culture? Were we in scene oh. culture? Man, well, that's we can have like a full council meeting about the difference between like scene and emo because I feel like there were very subtle differences. Oh, yeah, there were, but I feel like they did have crossover too. Yeah, I think the, the haircuts were mostly the same. Yeah, haircuts, the jeans, yeah, hot topic, still the best place to shop. Oh, I haven't been a hot topic in so long. Do they have anything good? Nowadays. I go just for nostalgia every time I go into a mall, which isn't often. Yeah, um, do you go into malls? Do malls exist? <laughs> Wait, okay, yeah, we last did not time, have yeah. Hot Topic when I was in high school, but we did have Spencer. I need yeah. to know who oh, yeah, Spencer's Spencer. gifts. Yeah, I do. They, they had that. <laughs> yeah, I got a wallet in high school that was from Spencer's and it had that like parental advisory warning that was on yeah. CDs. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was the coolest wallet. 
I definitely got some uh, questionable things from Spencer's in my day. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. So you know what my daughter was trying to tell me one day in the car? She was trying to explain to me what emo was. And I said, <laughs> oh, well, it sounds like emo is what goth used to be. And I was like, here, I'll play you some goth music. So I put on Sisters of Mercy. Who here knows yeah. Sisters of Mercy? And you know what my kid said? She what? said, yeah, but mommy, that's like 20th century goth. I mean, that's true. <laughs> She's not wrong. She's not wrong at all. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it's like you're, you're true, but you didn't need to hurt so bad. <laughs> uh, I think that... I think that emo is less hardcore than goth. I feel like goth was real. I think actually punk was realer than goth. Does, does punk and goth line up at all? Or is punk like totally different area? I think it's different. I mean, I it's, it's different. Diff it's different. I agree it's different. But did, did, one, did, did punk beget goth? Or where did goth come from? I feel like punk begot goth. Begot goth. Begot goth is a great little phrase. Yeah, I feel like punk begot. <laughs> so, Alex, Neil is asking Is that a Payne's Gray underpainting? Ooh, no, that was um, Prussian blue underpainting because I wanted it to be a little bit more plenchy because I knew there's going to be a lot of orange in this one. Ooh, good call. Mm-hmm. And With Lauren, Lauren what, tell what me about are you the drawing? I'm, Can you I'm tell us? I'm pretty much drawing a pelican pattern. I'm I I know that I I went to I had this idea of what I was gonna do today, guys. But I've had a hard day, uh -huh. and Clara had these great photos of pelicans in the in the reference photo collection, which you should look up. I love Pelican so much. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna take it easy. I have finals right now. I'm gonna just draw some Pelicans. I hope that's okay. Someday I'll switch it up. Today is not that day. Nah, dude, that Pelican pattern sounds fantastic. There, there's a great image. I have it saved on my Instagram. Maybe I'll post it later of someone that did a pelican painting that looks wild. It's like 500 pelicans and they all have their pouches open and you can see oh. they've got their eyes and it's just, it's amazing. It's a work of art. It is actually a work of art, but <laughs> I don't remember the artist off the top of my head right now. They're such strangely scary birds. Yeah, they're very... I wonder if they're related to storks. They have that kind of gross look about them. That that Slender Man look to them. That mm -hmm. is Slender Man emo or goth? Is that like creepypasta? What is oh, it? Oh man, I would definitely say Slender Man is more goth. Or sorry, emo. I misspoke. That's just because he's like that lanky thinness thing. Yeah, and was part of that era. Oh, there's a question. Christiana is saying, have any of you had mm. internships? What was it like? I don't think you have talked about it. Well, you're incorrect, Christiana, because mm. we do have a video where we talk about art internships. Look up 
art prof internships on YouTube and you will find it. But let's hear from Alex. Have you ever done an internship that was art related? Nope. <laughs> That's the short answer. Long answer. I taught art at a summer camp for a few summers. And so I feel like that might be the closest I came to, but honestly, because I knew that I liked, I knew I wanted to go more in the education route. So I didn't seek like professional internships within the art community. But yeah, Lauren, what about you? I have TA'd. I feel like that kind of counts as an internship, but I haven't done the traditional summer internship, go to a place work for free or low pay. I mean, I've worked <laughs> jobs for low pay, but those were just my jobs. <laughs> I, I feel like internships are really a, you gotta be kind, I'm painting a broad brush here. So take this with a grain of salt, but I feel like you have to be a little bit privileged to even take an internship because they require you basically working oh, you at a loss a lot of the time. And mm -hmm. I, I, I dislike that. Get them, Lauren, get them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I couldn't afford to do that when I was in school. So yeah, just leave it at that. Yeah, it's a bad system. I saw something on Twitter. It was a job listing, an internship listing for journalism. And it said you had to be a college student with quote major newsroom experience and it was unpaid yeah who are these people i mean who could do that it's just absurd oh that reminds me there was an article that came up in the the morning which is a times new york times mailing list kind of thing gives you news briefings i think it came from that but it was talking about how there are positions at schools for teaching classes that require you to have a PhD or more that pay you zero dollars. And this is I saw that. common. Yeah. I put it in oh my, my Instagram God. story today. I <sighs> would not believe that was a thing. But you know what upsets me even more is what? that I know if I was just out of grad school and didn't have that teaching experience in academia, I totally could have seen myself doing that. Yeah, mm -hmm. same, same. I would have done that just out of school too. Yeah. In fact, it's probably yeah. Art Prof has saved me from a terrible fate of doing those because if it wasn't for yeah. you, Clara, I don't think I would have, uh, I think I would have kept giving academia lots of chances. This is really fun. I like drawing this bird's head. <laughs> They're so weird. I can't remember if is Pelican one of the birds that like people think people saw when they see cryptids and stuff, like Mothman. They're like, nah, it was just a pelican. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I think it might be a pelican. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I saw Bigfoot. Nah, it was probably a pelican. It was just a pelican. <laughs> Yeah, Pel Pel Pelican's a good one the naysayers like to throw out for cryptids. <laughs> I mean, Anna is do... asking, Lauren, why was your day hard? Mine was too. Oh, thanks for asking. I just have finals coming up. I've got my last crit um, on Friday, and then I have my other last crit on Monday for my two classes. And 
I have to finish like some paintings. I've got some work that's overdue. It's mostly school related stuff. And then, you know, professional development related stuff, but I'm like, I'm getting through it after Friday. I'll be okay. That'll be kind of, this is the sprint towards the end. Why was your day hard? (laughs) Michael is asking, did you have some other career that you were deeply interested in besides art? Alex? Yeah. I mean, my cop-out answer is like, I also want to be a therapist and kind of devote my energy to both of them. Like, I don't want to become a therapist and stop being an artist, but I realize like I can't just do art anymore. I want to do both. So yeah, that's that's for me. How about you two? I definitely would have been a chef of some mm. sort. You know why? It's all the dangerous equipment and, <laughs> and the hot ovens and actually very similar actually. Yeah. To see a parallel universe of like Gordon Ramsay coming to your restaurant. But that would mean that Clara's failing and Clara would never fail. Oh, that's right. Wait, I thought he had another show where he would just like go to like five star restaurants and be like, let's try this food. I'm thinking of Guy Fieri. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so boring. Oh he's the same that's a big sentences. <laughs> Every diners, drivers, whatever show he's on. <laughs> It's he is like, a could national you be treasure. more boring as a host? I mean, it's just not interesting. Is Sorry if national- you guys are Guy Fieri fans, but I'm not a fan. Was he a <laughs> national treasure like Nicolas Cage is a national treasure? Same category. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I'd love to see those two in a show together. Oh, their <laughs> chemistry would be amazing. Emily is asking, hey, Lauren, are we going to have an art prof viewing party of the film you and Eloise made? Oh, I think so. Okay, so here's the deal. Right now, it's going to be premiering at Real Abilities this weekend, and you can watch it online virtually. I think it costs like $15 to see the set of like short films. So that's one way to do it. After we get through the international premiere, world premieres, and some other festivals, then we can maybe possibly set up some kind of screening that is art prof related. But I don't want to speak too much on that because I would have to organize that with Clara first and get Eloise involved too. By the way, Slep Near says, yes, pelicans. It's beak hold more than its belly can. <laughs> it's what it's beak can hold more than it's yeah that's about right have you seen them try to eat a fish i've seen one try to eat a pigeon which was felt wrong (laughs) to me let me just say it was terrible i thought that i watched it and i thought to myself there is no god Wait, you saw this live? You didn't see like a, a video of it? No, I saw a video of it. I didn't see oh, it for real. Oh, okay. In that and case, you got to send I that would, video. I would <laughs> save. hysterical. Oh my God. I would save the pigeon if I saw it live. That cannot happen. That's like when I saw a seagull eat a shark. I said, this is Whoa. wrong. And I tried to chase the seagull away, but that <laughs> seagull was about as big as I was. That's amazing. Yeah, it was wrong. It felt wrong. That's not the way the world should work. How big was the shark? 
It was like a, a little shark. It was like a little shark that comes up close to the edge of the water, you know, like how, like two and a half feet, probably. Damn. Yeah. That's wild. Well, this is a good question from Hania, who says, what about an art therapist? Did you ever think about doing art therapy, Alex? I thought about it for a solid afternoon. Um, <laughs> <and> <laughs> it's, it's that kind of thing of like, uh, like it's not wrong, just wrong for me. Um, like once yeah. I looked into it and found out what it was really about, I think it does do a lot of really good work, but it's not quite the realm that I think that I would have a good skill set for. Um, I jokingly like to say, like, I like the idea of therapy for artists, not art therapy, because I think that there's a lot of mental health with creative people that is not really talked about or looked at adequately. Um, but yeah, so I think art therapy is a very cool thing to explore, but yeah, just not my, not what I find a passion in. Good answer. So Anna is reporting back about the bad day. It was one of those, quote, Instagram is making me feel like a failure and question my whole life kind of day. I suspect, Anna, that is almost every artist when they log onto Instagram. It can be yeah. really toxic and mess with you. I mean, Alex, I know you really stepped back from Instagram because it just wasn't helping you in any way. Yeah, I mean, it's it's great to get off it. That's and I know it's very easy for because, yeah, it took honestly, it took a long time for me to get to the point where I don't have that knee jerk thing to want to check it every day. Ugh, but, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it, it feels great. I'm I, I just wish there was a good alternative, you know, like I wish there was a non toxic way to kind of keep up with art communities and things like that. Yeah. I, I agree. I think a lot of when you decide to be social as an artist, you kind of, I mean, you can choose very carefully who you socialize with and in that way kind of protect yourself. But I also think that when you choose to socialize as an artist, you are also making a decision to expose yourself to some of maybe those toxic feelings because the the way that the art world's set up right now is there is a lot of competition and people are making a lot of cool things and it's it's hard to get around that and and instagram's so concentrated and facebook and other social medias are like so concentrated with it so yeah it's it's a conscious trade-off really mm-hmm Crispy Paintbrush says, what are your favorite things to cook and eat? I'm currently planning on making adobo chicken for dinner. All right, Alex, favorite thing to cook? We need to find out. I've really found a lot of love and joy in like a slow baked like pork shoulder. Mm. Um, of just you like, I like cover it in like honey and then a mixture of spices, including ground coffee that you rub onto it. And then like it, you just cook it for like six hours, low temperature. Ooh. And so your whole uh, home smells lovely. Like a pulled How pork about, situation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. How about you two? What's your favorite thing to cook? 
Clara, you can go. I don't think I have any particular thing, but I did make rainbow cookies this week. Ooh. And they took forever to make <laughs> because you have to make this dense almond marzipan cake thing in three different mm. layers. One is red, one is green, one is white. And then you jam them together with layers of apricot jam. And then you put apricot glaze over it, And then you put chocolate over the glaze. It takes forever. It takes like three days. But they're so good. Oh my my kids yeah, that sounds amazing. I don't make them that often because they just take forever. But they're, oh my god, they're really dense. Like you can't eat a lot at once. But I love it. At first, when you said rainbow cookie, I thought you just meant like like a sugar cookie, but with just like rainbow sprinkles on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a <laughs> rainbow cookie, like hardcore cookie. <laughs> is this All the right, one Lauren. that's... Oh, what's mine? Yeah. You guys are going to uh, maybe hate me, but <laughs> I don't really do that much cooking on my own. It really stresses me out, and it's a thing that I'm currently working on getting better at is a good relationship with food specifically making food and so but i like i do like when sam makes beef stew for me i think that's one mm. of my favorite things uh, ever with a with a beer base or or sometimes a red wine base i think i like the beer base better and just letting it cook for a very long time with the large chunks of carrots and the fingerling potatoes. Mm. Yeah. The most I can do on my own that I can handle without getting overwhelmed is I can make a tuna salad with sriracha mayo. So it's kind of spicy and green onion. And I can either turn that into a rice ball and onigiri. Cause now I have a rice maker that's very smart and can do the work for me. Or I can make a sandwich, and I know how to do a, a grilled sandwich of that. Mm, dude, stew is so underrated. It really is. It's so hearty. It, it has all of the food groups. Well, a lot of the food groups, I guess. Really worth it. Mm -hmm. I think that's totally fine. I feel like there's the... Kitchens are intimidating. Like I just learned how to cook like like the years after and during college, honestly. Like I just before it was just like, hooray, mac and cheese and hot dogs. I can cook. <laughs> it's like, nope. I I do a thing. I do I go to the grocery store, I make a list, but I don't understand. Like usually people buy things, I think, to make a food, but because I don't make the food or the food intimidates me making the food, then I just buy a bunch of random things at the grocery store and then they rot. <laughs> and then I've wasted that money. So then I just don't go to the grocery store anymore. And I guess I'm eating cookies and coffee and that's how I'm living. Sorry, that was a yeah. downer, but that's my life right now. <laughs> hey, no, it's all good. I, it's funny. My aunt sent me a meme right before this call that i think is applicable where she was like i don't know who needs to hear this but uh girl scout cookies float and it's just a picture <laughs> of a bathtub with some candles and then a tray of thin mints just floating and i'm like yeah dude what wow <laughs> i really love that speaking of kitchens everybody the art dare for this month is to create artwork about your home kitchen because 
I think regardless of whether you cook or not, a kitchen is a pretty personal space, how it gets used, what's in your refrigerator. I like to sneak a peek into people's refrigerators and judge them. <laughs> I do like doing that at the grocery store. I made a project on Art Prof a long time ago about- I know. Me <laughs> yeah, like labeling what people take out of their, like taking a picture of people's grocery store things when they check out says a lot about who they are. Oh, that's great. I'd feel Mayhem so self-conscious grocery shopping. <laughs> love my kitchen. It's my safe space. I cook and bake when stressed. I make almost everything myself. That's awesome. I wow, love that. That's cool. I love to cook and I love to bake. But the thing I don't like is just seven days a week being responsible for feeding people. That's the part I don't yeah. like. I don't get to cook very often leisurely. Yeah, that doesn't sound fun, Clara. That no, sounds it's like not. It, it's hard. That becomes a burden, you know? It's hard. I mean, honestly, when we go out to eat at a restaurant, it's not because I want the restaurant food. It's because I just want to not cook. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, same. <laughs> I'm just talking about myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even want to cook for me. <laughs> yeah. So Blue Wolf is asking, Lauren, are you using oil pastels? No, I'm using the, here, I'll show it, New Color One Karen Dash crayons. I really love these. We got them through Art Prof a while ago, and it took me a while to get used to using them, but now I'm obsessed. I use them to plan all my paintings now. And this set has 40 of them. They're kind of expensive, like $66, I think, but worth it. I keep buying new sets. we have a comment here from samantha who says groceries and cooking stress me out if cookies and coffee could provide a balanced nutritional output i would be way better off so would the rest yeah. of us it's i mean my problem with the cooking and the groceries is when you have kids it's like there's all this mom guilt you feel terrible saying to your kids oh yeah we're gonna have cereal for breakfast you just feel like a terrible parent and so it's hard to do that yeah i've heard about the nasty mom stories about what's in your lunch box what's in your lunch box but you know what we do have now at our house and i love this we have quote fend for yourself dinners so yeah. once every two weeks i say Go fend for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> That's lovely. I love that. More power to you, Clara. I just need a break. You <laughs> Once do in a while. <laughs> you absolutely a need way. a break. It's a good way to get that love of cooking instilled in folks, too. Because it's like, I feel like I was not trusted to cook as a kid because I would have just made mac and cheese and hot dogs. So <laughs> 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 like that's a way of the like, no, 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 like what you eat, you that's up to you. You're gonna feel terrible if you choose to eat that. Wait, Clara, doesn't one of your kids cook though? My older one knows how to work the rice cooker. <laughs> that's all you need. That's yeah. what my friends say. That's all you need. 
Oh, actually, you know what she does make in, what is that? Rice. I don't know what it's called. We just call it poppy rice, but it's this like very crispy rice thing that you can buy in Chinatown. And she knows how to make herself miso soup. So she'll just make miso soup mm. and put that poppy rice in. And that's a good, mm. easy snack. So she makes that. My other kid, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I think that having the rice cooker has been a bit of a game changer. It makes it so, it makes it so, I used to be, the one thing I do really love and that I could make prior to anything, prior to getting the rice cooker is onigiri. I love onigiri. I'm obsessed. And I would make the tuna ones. I would make the pickled plum ones. Ume. Mm. I would do uh, like a salmon, avocado, all different types. And but that takes that takes a whole day, and it takes a lot on me to do it because you got to soak the rice, and then cooking it in the pan is like a bit of an effort. The steamer is also like kind of weird. I can do it. It just takes a long time, and so now I can just make rice in a few minutes and not have to do all that crap. And it's great. What you need, Lauren, That's, did you mm. know they have rice cookers that have timers on them so you can program it oh. to have your rice ready at nine o'clock the next morning if you want. Yes, actually oh, the one- so sick. The one that I got for Christmas. So I asked, I asked for a rice cooker for Christmas and my parents were like, why don't you get an Instapot? I don't understand a rice cooker. And I was like, it's gotta be a rice cooker. We have 20 different types of rice. If there's an apocalypse, we'll be able to live because we have so much rice. And so then my brother took command of the situation because he reads all the consumer reports about things. He set my parents straight. He said, Lauren needs a good, Lauren needs the best rice cooker to do all the different rices. So with him and my parents, they got me one of those Fuzzy Logic rice cookers that's by, I can't pronounce the name of the brand. It has the elephant logo on it. It's like Zojirushi. Zojirushi, that's it. And that's the one that I was eyeing at, at Oishimbo, which is our local like Japanese food store. And so now I have one that can sense all the different types of rices based off of what I put in and then can make it for me and do the whole timer and the right setting and everything for me. I don't have to think. That's sweet. <laughs> A memory Dude. of mine says, I burned my water once attempting to cook pasta. Oh. Wow, that's impressive. You know what my sister did? When she was a teenager, she decided to cook pasta. But you know what she did not do? She did not wait for the water to boil. She put the pasta, the hard pasta, into cold water and then turned on the stove. And she said it just all turned to mush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that you do at least need to boil the water that is important <laughs> jennifer says i've had people being judgy about what's in my grocery cart and and my, my mom because we were both overweight not cool oh my gosh did they say something to you yeah that's, that's gross. nice that's yikes awful. i'm sorry to hear about that yeah when I say looking at people's carts, I don't mean 
like saying, ooh, you shouldn't have that. I mean, I put tons of cheese doodles in my cart, but it's more like, oh, so this is what your this is what your pantry looks like. Interesting. Like, this is who this is who you are, like for better or for worse. Yeah. You know? like, this is just your story. Or I like I'm like, okay, so you have all these cans of Coke. Does that mean you are a Coke and rum person or are you a Coke and root beer float person? Like you can like extrapolate what other things might be in the fridge. Or like if someone has 500 things of tofu, what are you doing with all that tofu? <laughs> are you having a, a tofu party? <laughs> like if someone gets like, a big 12 pack of Coke. And then I have like a, a family member who, yeah. <laughs> oh, go ahead, Clara. <laughs> That's not funny. So I have a family member who I swear only drinks Fresca. That's it. <laughs> it's just cans and cans of Fresca in their pantry. Like there's nothing else. It's really funny. That sounds like my parents. My dad does this thing where he gets, they get fixated on certain foods. Like there will be four containers of Smart Balance in the refrigerator and nothing else. Or peanut butter, tons and tons of peanut butter. And I don't understand why, but maybe it's a thing that you do when you get older because I've noticed that Sam's parents do the same thing. Hmm. Manette says, Lauren, how do you draw so many birds and not get bored or irritated with them or draw anything repetitively for that matter? Mm. Are you getting bored and irritated by my birds? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I understand. I think the reason I like drawing birds, one is that it's kind of like how Jordan does 5 million figures. Once you have done it enough, there's a kind of joy in being able to basically do it without even needing much reference. You just understand. And there are also 5 million birds in the world, and I've only drawn like six of them, and each of them doing a single behavior. But birds are like humans. They have so many different behaviors and things that they do. And they're, I mean, I don't want to anthropomorphize them. I don't want to say they're people. They're not. But they're just, I think the longer that you get into or draw a subject, the more you want to draw it because you find more new, interesting things in it. Well, Alex, I believe you have drawn your share of medieval monks, correct? Oh, yeah. Good bunch of them. <laughs> <laughs> How do you the feel about that? Little, it's getting the little belly overhanging the rope tied around their waist, you know? <laughs> that's That was the most satisfying thing for me. So, yeah, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say medieval monks are people because they're not. But <laughs> 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 No, it's they're just their own beautiful little entities. <laughs> I haven't Wait, drawn a Alex, in a while. you haven't been to Italy before, have you? No. Because if you go to Assisi, they have the, what's that church called? San Francisco. St. Francis. Yes. We're St. Francis of Assisi, yeah. And it's so funny to see an in real life monk. I mean, I know that sounds strange, but it's like they really look like they just stepped off a movie set. It's like incredible. IRL monk. 
I love <laughs> <laughs> I love monks IRL. I actually went to visit a monastery in Rhode Island when I was in school there. Oh, that's cool. And it was like little red wall because it was also a school. So all the monks were like the teachers at the school. Um, and I got to stay for one of their meals. And this month they didn't have a vow of silence or anything. Um, so one of the monks, and it cycled through every meal, but they would read a book during the meal for everyone to listen to. And it was just like a fun little paperback detective novel, but it was just so sweet. All the other monks were eating and then one monk ate first and read a book during the lunch. I love that. That's very, that's very wholesome. Very much my retirement plan. <laughs> I could see you doing that. <laughs> Well, Pat says, my three-year-old has COVID. We wanted to keep her and the five-year-old mm. separated, so I've been preparing dinner twice, offset by 25 minutes. Today, the fridge died. Happy to be drawing with you all oh. tonight. Oh, Pat, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's the little things. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. That is, gotta laugh or else you'd cry. Oh. Yeah. That's all you can do. In those yeah. situations, geez. Well, Janet says, honestly, adult things like cooking and paying bills stress me out. I'm going to college next year, and I feel like I should know these things, but I don't. Oh, I didn't know any of those things, Janet. When yep. I went to college, no. I had never cooked a meal. I hadn't paid bills. Mm. I didn't even have a credit card at that point. So that is totally average and typical. What about you, Lauren? Had you paid bills and cooked meals before you went to college? Well, I still can't cook meals. So no, and I'm in grad school now. So you're ahead of me there. My parents were drilled into me that debt is a bad, bad thing. So I didn't have a credit card also until recently. And I'm still learning how to do these things. So you're much further ahead than a lot of people that I know and myself. Mm. What I about feel you, like Alex? everybody has some moment in their life when something happens to them and they go, crap, I'm an adult. Ah. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what that moment was. And I think it's the type of thing where it's either <laughs> an awesome thing, like the day you get your own laundry machine is phenomenal Ooh. but then there's also the day that you realize you have to pay all that money to hire an accountant because your taxes are just that complicated now yeah not not quite there yet getting close i've definitely felt that though i think it's going to the doctor and managing all the forms that's the, mm. that's the bummer that's a fun feeling alex like hurting what was your, your back adult moment when did you realize, oh my gosh, I am not a college student anymore other than getting <laughs> a diploma? Most recently, it was this morning where one of my slippers like fell underneath the bed. So I was like trying to reach for it without getting out of bed and it like kind of hurt my back a little bit. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be careful with my dumb decisions. Oh, yeah, actually yeah. That, that was a thing today. I had to, I had to get, uh, I had to go to the doctor a day and get a little like, you know, skin check kind of thing. Cause 
I'm very pale and now I'm getting old and I have lots of moles. And I was like, this is something that older people do. Now I am one of those people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Alex slept near says Alex getting the monk E off his back. (laughs) (laughs) So good. That's really funny. Oh, I don't like that color. That's A plus. Slepner is A+. Lee says, I am 62. Haven't had that I'm adult. I'm an adult moment yet. Yeah, oh. well, that's good. <laughs> I want to be you. Stay young forever. Yeah. <laughs> Monique says, recommendations of companies that create great prints of art or advice. Ooh. This would be my first time creating prints of my art. Well, one piece of advice that I got from Song Kang, who's done a lot of tutorials for us, is it's actually really helpful to get a local printer because mm-hmm. then you can develop a relationship with them. You can go in and touch the papers because I know there's a million online places where you can send them your stuff and get it printed, but developing a relationship with a printer it's almost like a collaboration in a way lauren what do you think i uh, in some ways i agree with you clara but i also being from a rural area know that there aren't a ton of local printers out there or they might not specialize in art prints which was my case for a long time i use Mm. the online group company iprintfromhome.com which sounds sketchy but it's like a family owned (laughs) business and they do phenomenal prints I have been extremely happy every single time I get my prints from them the quality is like really nice I use the Somerset velvet paper super soft and it looks better than the originals to be honest which is sad for my originals (laughs) (laughs) If this was a sitcom, you would just get like prints of like, I don't know, like a Vermeer painting of like, it's not mine, but it looks pretty good. Exactly. (laughs) If we were on Seinfeld, that's what George would do. A hundred percent. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I confess I have never bothered getting prints of my stuff done. Mostly out of laziness. Not for any yeah. really true Clara. reason. <laughs> I can't do everything for everybody all the time. <laughs> it does take a lot of work to find a printer that you're happy with. I do advise to do not get all your prints at once. That's a surefire way to waste a lot of money. Do a test print. One print. I know it costs more to do just one print at a time, but always get a test print ordered first. And then if you like it, get the nice one mm-hmm. or the big batch. When I had to print like a big 18 by 24, the local printer actually, he told me to, we were working it out and he was like, oh, crop this so that because that plant, the printer prints it like, 18 across and out right so he was like Mm -hmm. just make like a one inch bar of the piece so yeah you're printing 18 inches but it's only one inch long to test the color Mm. like you're Mm. so smart dude yeah that's what's 
That's a good thing about local printers, actually, is you can they can give you tips because they've done it a million times. You don't necessarily get that customer service online at some places. I'm not doing the nose right here. All right, everybody. I hope that you will join Lauren and Alex right after the stream in the Art Prof Discord. They will be in the post live streams channel, and we would love it for you to share any artwork you were creating during the live stream. And we want to give a big thank you to our top Patreon supporters. Whoops, got my slides out of order. And all of you are so, so important to us. And we are happy that we are on the way up a little bit, but uh, we've, we've dipped a lot since the last raffle because there was a point where we were at 4,000 a month, but we wow. dipped down a couple hundred dollars. And for us, even losing 200 a month is a big hit because we really try to squeeze every penny so we need your support and remember you get exclusive rewards you get access to patreon channels and the discord so i would recommend checking out the patreon and get all the cool fun stuff we have to offer everybody thank you so much for watching we'll see you next time bye bye, bye guys